You are listening to Inspired Caring with Michelle Magner, episode number 138. Hello, welcome to Inspired Caring. I'm your host, Michelle Magner. If you are caring for an older family member, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I bring insight, tips, inspiration, and strategies to help you care for the people that you love without losing yourself along the way. Having cared for both of my grandmothers, I've helped manage everything from hospital stays, households full of belongings, to navigating senior living and end-of-life care. And I've worked in senior living as a result of that experience, serving my residents and their families as they've been on this journey too. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Inspired Caring. Well, welcome, Lisa. I'm so excited to have you join us today. Hi, I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited. Yeah. Your company is called Hope Organizing, and you provide multiple services to people. And so I'm just excited to learn more about it and how you can help people who are on this caregiving journey, like what your what your mission is. Well, so um Hope Organizing actually started as a home organizing business. And um, well, now, like 12 years ago, I learned about an organization um, that was called the Association of Personal Photo Organizers at the time. And I was like, hmm, that's really intriguing because I really like photos and obviously I like organizing. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I began to just that was like my niche was to help people with photos. And then almost five years ago, I said, that's all I want to do is help people um, organize, preserve, share, and celebrate their memories. And so I help in that can be numerous ways, whether um, it usually has something to do with photos (laughs) and that's, um, So I should say HOPE now stands for Helping Organize Photos Everywhere. Oh my gosh, I love it, an acronym. (laughs) I love an acronym. And so that could be you have tubs of printed photos that are tucked away in a closet or they're in albums on the shelf, but they're, they're either they're the old kind that are sticky and they're turning yellow and deteriorating your photos um, and getting those photos out so that they're into your life and scanned and so that they can be digital or people that are like, I have too many photos on my phone and then I think I have them on my computer and I think they're on an old computer and I think they're on CDs and they're on a flash drive and then I don't know where they are. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and, or they're on multiple online websites. Um, so I try to help bring that all into one place. Um, but the celebrate is the really fun part where I help people make books or slideshows or photo gifts. Um, so it's really just about helping people celebrate their memories. I love that. And I, 
I'm thinking when um, we have boxes and boxes of pictures or albums full of pictures, you do start to kind of lose track of those memories. Like you, I forget what I have done and who I was with and, and just even looking at a picture can trigger a really funny story about that time. So I'm imagining when you're going through the pictures with people that a lot of stuff is coming up for them. Yes. And so in one way, so I usually work with people three ways. One might be, they just want a little help push getting started. So I work with them for two to four hours, figuring out how they're going to do it. Um, then some people want to go through the process with me. So we meet, we go through the photos and that's when I get it. I haven't really done much of that since before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just, it was just a natural, I still would do it if someone wanted to, it just hasn't really happened yet. Um, but most of the time people just say, just take it all. <laughs> Oh and then okay. I sit and I get find out who key people are in the family. Like we find, you know, pictures of them when they're a baby, a little bit older, you know, progressive so that I can figure out, okay, this is um, Michelle and this is, you know, their siblings and their parents through the years. Um, and it's because when I'm going through them, I'm looking for the clues specifically. Oh, that look, that car is from the seventies. So this is, you know, or whatever versus yes. having the memory. And um, then they can kind of, oh, then when they get these, all these, this organized collection, yeah. they can have the memory without thinking, the stress of it but it's um been interesting over so I just turned 50 a few days mm -hmm. ago and leading up to my 50th birthday I was sharing 10 photos a day from each year of my life oh my gosh so what a cool idea over the last two months I've shared 500 photos really of my life oh my gosh yeah um, and this experience wasn't quite the same as a few years ago when I did something for my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. And the, the, so doing it for yourself is different than someone else that's a, just an observer because mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, there had to be more photos from 1988 or there had <laughs> to be more photos from this trip to Texas. Where are those photos? Now I understand they're probably in my mom's house somewhere that I just haven't <laughs> come across yet. <laughs> um, but because it's easier to do it for someone else because I don't have that memory of going, hmm, I think there should be more here. But right. you're not doing the time travel that someone is doing when they're trying to do it for themselves. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing when people I'm telling people how to do it. I'm like, try to like one tip I give to people is if you're sorting physical photos that are just a mess, there's no rhyme or reason. Someone's just been throwing pictures in a box is you don't even look at the photos. You turn them upside down mm -hmm. and 
you or organize them by size because really we didn't use four by sixes which is what is kind of is pretty much been the standard for 30 years now yeah well the early 90s you might seen some of them in the 80s um but there was a lot of different photos and it can be really surprising if you just start making stacks of photos <laughs> um upside down based on size or rounded corners or uh-huh. you know scalloped corners and then you turn them over and then sometimes the printing on the back too um like if you have a bunch of four by sixes you might have i don't know six to twelve different stamps on the back kodak fuji whatever um but you turn over these piles and all of a sudden oh these are all grouped together and these are all grouped together and so that's how I usually like to start with those kind of things, because um, especially if you're working with someone, because then you don't get tied up in the memories and get stuck from moving um, forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's what got us in the situation in the first place, to have 50,000 digital pictures that... <laughs> Have accumulated since 2015, yeah. like me, yeah, um, or have had just albums and albums that were moving around and collecting dust. Yeah. Yeah. So that is such a great tip for physical pictures. Do you have like a high level tip if we're talking about digital clutter? Well, it... um <laughs> depends if it's specifically if it's your phone um one thing i do in this apple or android works is there'll be an am an album that says screenshots mm-hmm. and i always say go there first okay and that's a pretty easy place a lot of times if you took a screenshot over a month ago maybe even and you haven't done any acted on it um then maybe you don't maybe you do need to keep it and then maybe you make a note somewhere whether that's a physical note you keep a notebook or a planner or something or you save it to the notes app on your phone um and get it out of your fo- um photos yeah. Um, that's like the first easy one. Um for iPhone, because that's what I have, so I can't I can't haven't found the exact replicate of it. And I'm hoping eventually they'll um have what have the app for Android, but they don't yet. And I've asked them several times because um it's an app called Ollie. Okay. Um, and it kind of lets you um so it, it groups similar photos together and so that you and it has ai that says based on what you've liked in the past i think you'll like this one and you'll want to trash this one okay and it kind of makes it a little game and it like when you finish a badge it gives you confetti and so it helps you sift through all because i feel like i'm still doing that that when i take a picture i hit the button three times boop 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 Right. But then I'd never go back 
to pick the best one. And sometimes the best one of me is not necessarily going to be the best one of someone else. So if you're, yeah, it's hard and to know. And a lot of times people will say, well, I'll keep them both and I'm going to merge them together or do something. Well, if you don't ever do that, then it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I'm not that ambitious. <laughs> Though some of the new phones, you see the ads for that they you can do that just to, I think it's the Google Pixel or something where it, okay you can like touch the face and change the close op, open the closed eyes and but with another picture and stuff so oh my gosh yes yeah I've seen the commercials for that um but that's so how, something how long does I actually take oh I'm sorry oh I was just gonna say as far as the what I look in I actually tell the memory keeper, typically a mom, I do mm -hmm. have some clients that are um, male, but um, typically the memory keeper is the mom taking mm -hmm. the pictures and she's not as in many pictures. So unless it's, if it's your child's birthday and their eyes are closed, then no, but I say, keep the one where you look the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's fair because you're probably in fewer pictures in general right and you if you're the one doing it then put yourself first in this position right if they're your memories that you are working to preserve then have it be the one where you feel like you looked your best that yeah that really makes sense how how long does the process take? Like how many pictures are we talking about that people are handing over to you? You know, um, it was said at one of my conferences one year, once you've seen one customer, you've seen that customer uh -huh. <laughs> or that client. Um, every project is so different. I mean, you know, I might, someone brings me one box of photos, which um, just an interesting little hint, a photo box, um, you know, shoebox size kind of mm -hmm. is approximately a thousand photos. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Yeah. Um, let's say someone brings me a box of photos that are somewhat organized and they just want them scanned. I may be able to do that in three hours, four hours, three to four hours. It kind of depends. Um, especially if they're all like the same size and they're all in good condition, but someone else could bring me that box and it could be, I need to organize it. I need to put some kind of, there's some that are ripped and it might take twice as long. Mm. Um, I once had a client that had five kids and she's like, well, I think they're pretty like, and she gave me like hanging file boxes with each kid's name on it. And a lot. I mean, I brought a lot of stuff. She was from central Nebraska and my car was piled to the, and I opened up the first bin and the first two hanging folders were the child whose name it said. And then the next one was not, that child was not even in the next folder. Oh my goodness. And so that's, I'm like, I can't judge a box by its cover, or a book by right? its cover, or a box by its cover. By the lid. <laughs> by the lid. Um, also right now I'm actually working on projects for two friends. Um, one project 
who both have one has three kids one has two kids similar ages um one just was very organized and they were in chronological books the ones that need to be scanned the other ones they were kind of sorted by kid sort of you know I mean just completely different projects even though you know on paper they're very similar families and but so it's it's the time it takes is just very so different by each project well it sounds like you're able to help digitize you're able to help consolidate to organize consolidate make some cohesive memory um, out of just a pile hodgepodge of things yes um and then so did you say you put together like photo slideshows yes cool for um for birthdays anniversaries funerals um actually i last december i was hired by a woman who was 89 years old and her husband was 91 i think to do their their memorial slideshows and i kept saying mm-hmm. but what and she the music i put to it was too fast and i'm like well we're celebrating your life and i go wouldn't you want to like to share this at your 90th birthday or like, yes, yeah, it can. There's two, there's multiple purposes for this. And um, it ended up a few weeks before her 90th birthday. She's like, okay, I'm having a party. Yes. Let's do it. And then, but then we started to dig in and I'm like, we don't have many pictures from before, like, 1985 and um so started to dig in and uncover I thought I'd seen all her photos and then we went and found more and then we found more oh my gosh um but she had a lovely and interesting enough um she's in Florida for the winter so we haven't worked on anything lately but during the process we, I learned, I got to meet her daughter who lives locally and she's like, but mom, I don't want all of this. Oh, and boy. so I think this is a, especially for your audience that if you, if you're these memories and these photos and um, stuff, it's important to you and you want to share that and you want that to carry on. Um, and sometimes it's not the next generation that does want it, but maybe the next generation or the next generation. So I always try to say when you're doing it, and there's so many different things we can do, but um, you want to think about it, what you're leaving for generations a hundred years from now, because right? yeah, I know what I like, there's, you know, a few pictures of my grandparents um, before I knew them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those pictures are very precious. And there's some that I really wish I would have found out the story behind. Um, And so that's, I'm really 
encouraging clients more so than ever to really pick out some photos that are important and share those stories and not just the photo. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Cause that is, it's people's legacy. Yeah, exactly. It's the legacy and it's, um, you, you do it. I mean, when someone's gone, there's probably always going to be left with questions, but, um, wouldn't it be great to, for your kids? Now I'm an older mom, so I have an eight-year-old he enjoys looking at photos, but he, he's not quite to the age that he's like, oh, that's fun to see a photo of when my mom was my age or something. Right. <laughs> he's still very much into the photos of him for the most part. Right. I think it was uh, my dad who said it's 40 years old is when men become interested in their heritage. So to have all of that you know, consolidated and organized and ready to go, then at the point that he's interested, it'll just be right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my parents' 40th wedding anniversary, I um, made a slideshow, but then I took all those photos too. And I had a few of my digital frames set up at their anniversary party. And mind you, because the book that I made special and had it rush ordered for their, their party didn't arrive until two days later. Oh no. But I will say that my dad, my mom kept saying, dad won't put that book down. He keeps looking at it. And um, I still just left those photos on one of my frames. And I've seen one of my dads at my house, just, just he'll just sit and watch the frame for quite some time so yeah I mean I'm thinking my mom for Mother's Day my sister and I gave her a digital photo frame so that's such a great point that once you know someone has brought you into the fold and they you've helped them get things organized and narrowed down and digitized it can really add to their daily life now through that digital frame and I know a lot of people when they move to senior living they really love those frames because it's definitely just that connection with their family and their memories. Yeah. And they can, they can have those old photos around and they can have the current photos around and it's not taking up a lot of space. Right. And so many of them. So I will say my favorite is Nick's play and I've had the experience recently of working with two clients that were gifted different albums and I still are different photo frames I love mm -hmm. next play um because That's of the, the we got our mom <laughs> <laughs> um but um I just lost my train of thought oh so the the digital photo albums and not taking up so much space and um, oh play. is that so many of the frames now you can email the photos so yes if it's grandma and she's got 20 grandkids, all of those grandkids can have that email address and they can just email it to grandma and it'll pop up that such and such just sent you a photo. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. My mother actually 
after Christmas, I think it was, texted my sister and I and said, don't forget to send pictures to our frames. I thought that's such a, I mean, that was so kind of her to nudge us. I need to set like a reminder every other week or something. Yeah. Or once a month even to just push up a new batch of pictures. Um, And that's, you know, actually something that I recommend is because we take so many photos, like I, as an experiment, I back up my photos to multiple places on my phone and I leave one, I back up everyone to, and I don't touch it. It's just kind of my safety backup. Plus I look to see, I took, I had, I think it, I'd have to look at the exact number over 17,000 photos in 2023. My God, you win. That's that's all the screenshots. That's all the oh, is this the right paper towels that we need? Whatever, yes. you know. Yes, you know we take so many photos now, but I highly recommend everyone, depending on how many photos they take, it could be monthly, it could be quarterly, to sit down and have a set system for what you're going to do with your photos every month and. One of those would be great to say, okay, it's time to share with grandma or. Right. Yeah. That's really smart to do it monthly because I'm so overwhelmed. I have, um, in my iCloud account <clears throat> now, it doesn't feel so many. So thanks for making me feel better, but I've got like 55,000 pictures, um, not exaggerating. However, my kids were tied to my Apple iCloud account when they were younger. And so their phones were backing up pictures into that main folder. And so I'll have like 22 pictures of one of their friends sitting in the hallway at school. Yeah. So, so I yeah, feel you can so definitely in over my head. Delete if you have 20 pictures, you can delete 19 of them at least. Yes. Or all of them. I don't even know if they're friends with those people anymore. Well, see, then it doesn't even. Yeah. So another fun tip on that. Yeah. Is if you go into your phone. um, So the app I was talking about does this automatically, but you can just go into your phone and type in January 16th, just January 16th, not the year. And Mm -hmm. it'll pull up all the pictures that you took on January 16th of every year. And so that's another way if you wanted to do it over every day for the course of a year, it would, you would just have a, a few photos to go through and it would take you back to a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. So you're not trying to muddle through all of them. You're just picking one day and it's pulling everything forward for you to take a look at exactly. from that day. That's great. Well, for someone who is thinking, okay, I'm interested. You have my attention. I have a hundred thousand pictures and I desperately need Lisa. (laughs) How would they find you? So um, my website is hopeorganizing.com. And um, there's, I offer a 20 minute free consult. um, You know, if it's just like, 
what app do you think's best for me? You know, whatever, um, to asking questions on how we can work together or anything like that. And then on try to find me on social media. Um, it's hope organizing Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Awesome. And I'll put, I can put links to all of that in the bio is, or in the, uh, show notes, you know, the things in a podcast <laughs> in the show notes. So people can quickly navigate to them. So any like final thoughts for listeners on what they should be thinking about in terms of organizing their memories? So two things. Um, one thing that I believe very strongly in is that everyone should have a memories hub and it should be on a computer or an external hard drive. Um, okay. Not solely in the cloud. Um, and that's, I have a blog that I wrote down all the reasons why, but mostly it's because you want to have access offline. You just, you never know. And right. you want to be able to access it online. Also, if it's um, on a computer external hard drive, there's multiple ways to back it up. Whereas it's hard to back up. You can't really back up Google to Apple or right. Apple to Google or, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you and understanding what is syncing and what it's backing up. Um, like for example, iCloud is not a backup. It's a syncing service. Mm. And that's what Apple will say. Um, but there's also, there's duplicate finders that work much better on your computer than on your phone. The other thing is, is once you've scanned photos, like I can go to my computer and I can find photos in my own photo library that were taken a few days ago back to, um, we'll say the 1940s. Cause I haven't got exactly all of my grandparents done yet but I have pictures back to when my parents were young in my photo library and they're all in there by decade all together so if you say Lisa can you find me a photo from 1993 I go to my photo hub I don't have to scroll through oh I've got those in this online account and those are on this external hard drive and it's just that they're all in one place um, and my last word of advice is to figure out a way to save the stories, because that's going to mean, as we talked about legacy, um, I regret when, as I got older, my grandmother started to tell me stories. We, we spent more one-on-one -on -one time when I was older, because I was the nearest um, grandchild living to with her and I heard stories I'd never heard before and I never thought to turn on figure out a way to record them and um and it, it doesn't always mean you need to video but you can do a zoom call right um, and just show them a picture and save the recording if you know if older relatives are most I mean, I know my parents, my in-laws, 
who are in their 60s, 70s have gotten pretty good at doing a Zoom call. And it's it's a way to record it that doesn't feel like they, or they're sitting in front of a camera being recorded. They're right. just having a conversation with their kids. Um, and so that's a way to record it or just to have them write it out on a piece of paper or whatever. Um, but there's so many ways. Also, if it's not long, you can put that in the caption of a digital photo. Oh, and interesting. If it's done in the right software, it's going to travel with that photo no matter where it goes. I won't get into the whole metadata and that. Um, but there's even apps where you can open up voice record and it goes into the caption of the photo. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. So that's another you know way. What, to... What's coming to mind is that um, program StoryWorth. Are you familiar with that? I am. I have never done it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I, I bought it for both of my parents and really it started as um, just an email question that comes once a week for 52 weeks of the year. And then they're just typing a response to the question. And then at the end of the year, StoryWorth binds it into a book and ships you an actual physical book. And when I was online, no, it was my mother. She was online poking around when I bought it for her and what she found out was really adding pictures to the stories is what brings so much value. So yeah. it's this marriage of the pictures and the story together. And so she is now a published author through StoryWorth. She completed her first volume of the early years. But the first things first is you need to have access to those pictures. You need them on your computer. So Lisa needs to help you get those things scanned in. <laughs> And, you know, one other thing on the stories, actually, um, in the offline thing, a few years ago, there had been a storm and we luckily didn't lose power, but we had, we went three days without internet and we're not only streaming households, so we couldn't really watch TV or anything. And my parents happened to be here and I had just gotten some photos from my aunt and I said, Hey dad, let's just sit down and look at these photos. And one was a picture of his older brother's confirmation. And I won't go into the whole story, but it totally took him seeing that picture, went on to another, a whole story about the pastor. And then after the pastor left and visiting the church, it, that I had no idea it would go. And it was such an interesting story of something that happened in my dad's life. Oh, that's so beautiful. So that's another, like, you don't, don't judge the photo for the, like, for someone that lived through it might have a totally different, think of a totally different story than what you're just looking at it. Right. Like what you think you're seeing. Yes. Yeah. I think also right now we're in this era of um, capturing a moment, not to capture the moment, but to curate an image. And I think there's a lot of value of sitting down with people 
that made an intentional choice to capture a moment through a photograph back in the day versus now we're like, well, this is going to look really good. And I'm a little guilty of this myself. Like, actually, this would look really good if we could do this, this, and this to it versus just a very organic, yeah, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really grateful. Glad to be here. I'm glad to just chat. Yes. I love talking about people's memories. So it's your favorite subject. It is. (laughs) Well, I will put connective links in the show notes for people so that you can reach out to Lisa and she can help you get your memories organized too. Thanks so much. What I know for sure is that things are going fine until they're not. Everyone wants to stay in their home for as long as possible. And then there's a fall or a hospital stay or clear signs of dementia or a diagnosis and remaining at home becomes questionable or potentially impossible. It is super important that you are informed about what assisted living and nursing home care can offer and understand how to choose the one that will best fit the needs of your family. I know from personal and professional experience what objections are going to come up and how to navigate those conversations. You love your family member and you are doing a great job. It just feels like the situation is fragile. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop and you don't know what you don't know. Illuminating Senior Living answers all of your questions and walks you through step by step each common objection and frequently asked question. This course will save you so much time and heartache. Imagine knowing exactly when it's time to move and ensuring the care and safety of your family member. Imagine knowing what specifically to be looking for in a care community and how to have the conversations about moving. Illuminating Senior Living gives you the roadmap so you're prepared. Click the link in the show notes, Illuminating Senior Living, to secure your video course today. 